Shushim and Thummim. Uh, the sons of Midian were Ephah and Ephor and Hanak and Abiadah and Eldeah. All these were the sons of Keturah. Now Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac, but to the sons of the concubines Abraham gave gifts while he was still living and sent them away from his son Isaac eastward to the land of the, of the east. These are all the years of Abraham's life that he lived. 175 years, Abraham breathed his last and died in a ripe old age, an old man and satisfied with life, and he was gathered to his people. Then his sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah in the field of Ephron, the son of Zoar, the Hittite, facing Mamre, the field which Abraham purchased from the sons of Heth. There Abraham was buried with Sarah, his wife. It came about after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac, and Isaac lived in Beerlehiroi. Okay, we find out that Abraham actually had another wife or concubine, uh, and she bore children to him. I don't know whether he had her before Sarah died or not. There's probably an argument to be made on either side of that. It does show us the source of the Midianites. They are descendants from Abraham. That's perhaps the one name out of all this we would especially recognize. And they were not considered to be sons in the same sense as what uh, you know Isaac was. Because everything Abraham had, he gave to Isaac. What did he give to uh, Keturah's descendants? Gifts. Yes. He gave gifts, and then where did they go? East. East, which is the way to go in Genesis, right? <laughs> Pretty much everybody, if they go, go to the east. And uh, then Abraham lived 175 years. He dies, and who buries him? Isaac and Ishmael. Interesting. The two of them reunite, evidently at Abraham's death and bury him. It's going to be interesting to see a little later on that when Isaac dies, Jacob and Esau will unite to bury uh, him. Um, and they bury him in that field, you remember back in chapter 23, that Abraham had bought to bury Sarah. Okay, comments and questions about all that. Um, okay, I was reading later in Genesis when Joseph gets sold to, it says the Ishmaelites, but then it also calls them the Midianites. Yes. So are the Midianites not Israelites or like? You know, we'll look at that when we get there. I forget what all I think about that. <laughs> um, but I think one of those terms may be used as a more general term for traitors. Okay. And the other term is referring more specifically to what nationality. Okay. Something like that. They seem to have been closely affiliated. All right. Other questions or comments on that? Did Abraham have a special number of kids? Uh, you know, I don't know. Not that eight. I know. Of. I was thinking did he have eight? Seven. I mm. forgot about Ishmael. Did, did he have what now? A special number of children. Oh. So he had seven from Keturah. Six from Keturah. Six, Isaac I and think. Israel. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Twelve to eighteen. These are the generations of 
Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar bore, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's servant, bore to Abraham. These are the names of the sons of Ishmael, named in order from their birth. Nebai, the firstborn of Ishmael, and Kedar, Adbil, Midzam, Mishnah, Dhamma, Masa, Harad, Tima, Jetur, Nafish, and Kedema. These are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names, by their villages and by their encampments, twelve princes according to their tribes. These are the years of the life of Ishmael, 137. He breathed his last and died, and he was gathered to his people. They settled from Havilah to Shur, which is opposite Egypt, in the direction of Assyria. He settled over against all his kinsmen. Okay. Now, we have this phrase in verse 12, we have not had for a while, that kind of divides up Genesis, the generations of someone. Last time we saw that was 1127. These are the records of the generations of Terah. Remember that phrase, the records of the generations, somebody refers to who they generated. So the generations of Terah is Abraham. <laughs> Now the generations of Ishmael here in verse 12 are his sons. And then we'll come to verse 19, the generation, these are the records of the generations of Isaac. So we have the generations of Terah, then Ishmael, then Isaac. We have the generations of Terah, then Ishmael, <laughs> then Isaac. You're missing Abraham? We're missing Abraham. Isn't that interesting? Where did the generations of Abraham go? He sent them away. Do what? He sent some of his kids away. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but he had one kid he didn't send away. That's a very curious thing that we do not have a record of the generations of Abraham. But if we had had, the generations of Abraham would refer to who? Isaac. I wonder if this could be an indication that the way the, that Moses wrote this book, Isaac is more or less a bridge between Abraham and Jacob and Esau. He will get chapter 26, but Isaac's almost a minor character in I don't know. Maybe that's not the case. I don't know another way to account for it. It's just curious. Um, the generations of Ishmael, though, he has 12 sons. That's significant. 12 is a number for the people of God. 12 princes. And uh, he lives 137 years and dies. So, we've got, you know, just those seven verses on Ishmael's descendants. As always, this, this record will, will take the offshoot <laughs> And then come back to the real lineage, you know, coming forward to, to Christ ultimately. All right, questions or comments through verse 18. So these 12 sons of Ishmael make tribes, and then the 12 sons of Jacob make tribes? Uh, yeah, I guess so. You know, tribes mean like groupings, clans, whatever. Who is the he in 18 that settled into fight? 
Uh, well, I don't. Uh, let's see. I suspect Ishmael. It was told that he would be against all his yeah. relatives. Kind of a wild I don't know what donkey. What that means? Like Ishmael, <laughs> as identified with his descendants, I think. Uh, uh, yes, exactly. The Ishmaelites were kind of loners and kind of against everybody. East of Egypt. Yes. where that puts them, but I guess south of Canaan? Yeah, that's about right. It's about where they were. Yeah, down there toward Mount Sinai and uh, the peninsula. Do any of these names come into play? We don't see, uh, not called by any of the sons' names anyway, the tribes. No, I don't know of any of those names that are significant later on. The Hadadamites. The Mishmites. The Dumbites. Thank you for that, Lord. Say, add Beal. Add Beal. Yeah, it's not. Add Beal. Add Beal. You almost want Dodo to be in <laughs> and us and Buzz. I, I'm always looking for that. The us and Buzzites. Buzzites, the Buzzites. <laughs> or a buzzer, in this case, by me. Do you think us and Buzz were twins? <laughs> all right. Uh, enough on all that. 19 to 26. Now, these are the records of the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham became the father of Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah, the daughter of Bethuel, the Aramean, uh, Padanaram, the sister of Laban, the Aramean, to be his wife. And Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was barren, and the Lord answered him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. But the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it is so, why then am I this way? So she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two people uh, shall be separated from your body. And one people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. When her days to be delivered were filled, behold, there were twins in her womb. Now the first came forth red, all, o all over like a hairy garment, uh, and they named him Esau. And afterward his brother came forth with his hand holding on to Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she gave birth to them. All right, so the uh, record of the generations of Isaac, uh, that was kind of a difficult matter, actually, for a Isaac to have generations. He was 40 years old when he took Rebecca to be his wife, and they had a problem. What was the problem? She was barren. You know, the search for her had gone so well. But now, she can't have children. For how long a period of time does she go not having children? 20 years. That is a pretty good long time. And what do they do in order to try to uh, seek children for her? Great. Great idea. You know, this is not something that is going to be solved by human effort. Actually, no children are only products of human effort. Children are a gift of the Lord. And so Isaac prays to God, 
And the Lord answered, and Rebekah conceived. There are several times when prominent women in this story are barren for a long time. Do you see anything that might be valuable about their being barren for a long time before God gives them children? It's a blessing. Isn't it a blessing if God gives them children right after they get married? But they may not recognize it. But they may not recognize it. You realize the blessing more when you haven't had it. You know, if, if, if you get married and as soon as you want to, you have children, you don't tend to think of God's involvement in that. You tend to see that more as just something we're doing. But when she's barren for 20 years, and then Isaac prays and she has children, it makes it more obvious that this is based upon what the Lord has done and not based upon what man has done. I, there are times when God may deprive us and delay blessings to us so we will see more his hand in it. So we'll pray to him and so we'll give the credit to him for this. Does that make sense? So, so they, she, he does pray. Well, when the Lord blesses, as we saw in the last chapter before last, I guess. No, in the last chapter. Uh, the Lord sometimes really blesses. And he prayed for, for uh, uh, Rebecca's barrenness. And God answers her by giving her what? Twins. Twins. Making up for lost time. Absolutely. And that's a double blessing. However... What happened prenatally with these twins? They were fighting. Yes, before they ever got out. And, you know, it makes Rebecca wonder what's going on. <laughs> and she asks God, and what does God tell her? Yeah, no wonder they were fighting. But what's he saying by that? They're going to become two nations and it talks about how different they are so this fighting before they were born really is a shadowing foreshadowing of what what they're going to do with the rest of their lives and the rest of their descendants lives that these two boys and their the nations that come from them are not going to like each other they're going to be enemies <laughs> And uh, which one will dominate? Not what you normally expect, but the older will serve the younger. And so they, the time comes for delivery, and the first one comes out, and what's he like? Red and hairy. Red and hairy. Do what? He's a furry little creature. Fur furry little creature. <laughs> yeah. He comes out red and hairy, so they name him Esau. What's his brother doing? Help. Holding on to Esau's heel. I reckon he comes out by force of his holding on to Esau's heel. And so what do they call him? Jacob. Which means heel grabber. And there's a point to that. Because that's pretty much the way Jacob is the rest of his life. He's always grabbing stuff for himself. 
He's always grabbing stuff from his brother. But he's the kind of guy who just grabs. You know, whatever he wants, whatever he thinks he needs, he's going to grab it. And so, you know, really, there's a lot you learn about the subsequent life of these boys before they were born and as they're born. Because their lives sort of typify those traits. Comments or questions? Uh, is, there a, is there a different translation for what Rebecca said, New American Standard said, if it's so, if it is so, why then am I thus, why then am I this way? Um, that is kind of weird. I don't know, what is, who's got something else? Anybody got the ESV? I have, if this is, if it is thus, why is this happening to me? Okay. I've heard, if all is well, then why am I this way? Okay. I don't, I don't know the Hebrew on that, so. But basically she's asking what's going on. Yeah. Other comments or questions? Well, there's no way we can do justice to this next section uh, in the time we've got uh, tonight, so we'll pick up next week with this. Great section. Love this uh the story, so many lessons in it, uh, and you know the story, but there's so many good things to think about when you think about some of these, so we'll work on that next week. Appreciate your comments. Good, good to be able to do those things. I have your notes. Okay, thank you. Eight thirty. Maybe? I think these are in order. I don't have on. I don't have headings on. Yeah. I think they're in order. Uh, 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 no problem.